Hello and welcome to another episode of Tuesdays with Daddy, a weekly conversation podcast where I, Anil Rao, get together with my son Tejas and talk about the happenings in hey, our life. Hey, no, 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 illa, pa. You're hijacking the show. Amma and I have, but I'll take care of the intro. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy. Where today I'm not speaking to Amma, as you can already guess. I'm talking to my dad. What a fantastic introduction he's given, and I'm so happy to be speaking to him. Apa, today I want to talk to you about a passion that you've passed on to me. That I think I get a direct love out of um, when I when I do this with you. It's it's to travel. I want to talk about your experiences traveling. Uh, while work has sometimes kept you away from family, I think the greatest thing that work has given you is the opportunity to see so much of the world, from Europe to Africa. and you've taken this experience and you've ensured that i have had the opportunity to travel from a very very young age my first holiday to india was when i was just turning 1 year old and while i have no memory of it it must have somewhere created a deep subconscious imprint because i've loved traveling ever since you and i have taken a lot of holidays just you and me without amma mainly to pune but traveling around and traveling alone is something that we are both very accustomed to and we managed to derive a lot of joy out of so that's what i want to discuss to do that i want to take you very far back uh first to develop this story of how we actually experience travel i want to take you to your childhood do you have memories of traveling in your childhood when do you think you first started to enjoy traveling okay so traveling started as i started commuting to school as a child and from home to school by school bus literally the school bo- bus picked us from the doorstep this was from L- lkg to grade 3 i was at india english school and then from grade 4 onwards i moved to st vincent's high school in pune camp and that brought me to a longer commute a longer daily commute in one direction of about 23 kilometers mm. now one way commute to school was so much and then if you look if you work backwards then you look at if you want to catch the school bus at 7 am then you have to have a daily routine set behind it that means you must be up at 5:30 brush your teeth <laughs> do your routine and very and different to get, how i was yeah so <laughs> if you want to catch the bus at 7 then most importantly after doing all this get your break boxes that means <laughs> i had two break boxes one short break box one long break box and one uh, smaller snack for the bus on the return journey home and a bottle of water mm. now all this ma- meant that all this had to be ready that means my mother had to prepare all this and keep it ready i would eat grab my breakfast catch my lunch box uh, polish off my shoes and run mm-hmm. at uh, 6:50 i must be on the breakfast table 7 i must be on the bus stand i must leave the house before 7 if you so talk to eat. if you talk to amma about me catching the school bus she'll tell you <laughs> I, i had to catch the bus at 6:50 every day same like you same yeah. 23 km journey to adventure but i used to wake up at 6:15 and then run and go everything until i got to the bus so all this you know so it was all learning from lkg to grade 10 mm. it meant eating out of the lunch boxes 
and managing the water bottle resource you, yeah. we could not drink in the class but we had to manage on the way to school in the short break then in the long break we could refill and then on the way back before you leave school you would have to refill in the long break so that your uh, water bottle is full so that until you are back in the evening you have sufficient water to manage so all this was part of my learning during the school days so this is uh, you know in some way this is part of travel yeah now in the school holidays you know the real travel uh, what i would say is about uh, the travel to uh, bangalore say pune to bangalore that would be the real travel experience uh, you know going by train etc so our school holidays in nda up to grade 3 when i was in nda english school up to grade 3 it was in 100% sync with my father's term breaks or the uh, nda term breaks and this was typically in june and december and my earliest memories of travel was between pune bangalore and pune by train we had two alternative routes to go to bangalore and one was via meeraj and one was via guntakal mm. so i remember both and uh, uh, we had to switch the trains and uh, when we reach would reach this station you know the the departing train would be on the opposite platform and we'd have to get off from this one and get onto that one and then searching your berths etc and you know moving all the baggage baggage the coolie and the family everything would have to be done and we are small so we're just getting dragged along and we had to do all of this so this was my earliest memory of how to say but these holidays were planned very well in advance and my dad had to uh, do all the train reservations two months in advance summer time you know everybody everything is busy and then there were a lot of inland letters and postcards exchanged with my grandparents and uh, uh, you know about about informing them about our arrival date and departure dates and the another since we were staying at nda the travel from our home to the bus station at nda had also to be planned Mm. means my father had a scooter and we were four of us and we had bags so how yeah. will you transport baggage how will you transport people and how will you transport all this there's no other transport there so all this had to be planned properly and it was very well managed by my dad reminds me of and how you used to manage my holidays to bangalore you used to take me to the emirates office i still yeah. remember from like when i was very small going to the danata office with you Yeah, yeah, and we we had to go to physically pick up the tickets, and they had they they used to have the old style printers where they used yes. to print out uh, with I think it was uh, ink not inkjet it was that blot blot type matrix matrix yeah yeah exactly so they used to print it out and then give us like the ticket and then we used to write emails and then Bengaluru Tata and Aji would know that I was coming on this day and time very similar similar so. so these journeys on the train they were i can say extended picnics <laughs> you know because because we had to manage this luggage we had to manage for four of us then we had to manage lunch dinner water mm. which is again common from what we had done in school and what stands out in my memory is one brown color hold all we used to call it hold all mm. and it essentially used to hold everything <laughs> it could hold uh bed bedding bed sheets pillows uh, clothes night suits 
and it is to roll on it is it could be rolled on and it was soft you could sit on it and you could uh, carry it like a rucksack <laughs> so it was it was basically a uh, sleeping bag but without air not not the air filled one yeah, but yeah. a real yeah. solid one yeah and it was you know you required to have quite some muscle to ca- carry it if it were, if you loaded it too heavily then it would be difficult to you know if you put a full bedding with uh, cotton in it it would really be fluffy and nice but at the same time it would be heavy to carry so there was a balance because there was no weight issue but to have maneuverability in your trips you should plan it well so i remember that whole doll and this was used uh, by my dad or my mother or any of us depending on whether we got a sleeper berth yes or no mm. because very often we used to get a sleeper berth was was needed only after change you know whether at miraj or guntakal so that we can sleep yeah. but out of the two reservations for my father and mother both the children one has to sleep with the mother one has to sleep with the father so that way you know one one would get a extra bed you But could have extra you, bedding space so whom did you whom did you end up with more tata or ajay no i don't remember but <laughs> to be honest to be honest my dad usually used to use the hold all ha huh. and the hold all used to be uh, usually we used to get berths and the berths used to be uh, you know i used to sleep on the top berth the top one <laughs> Uh, dad used to sleep in the middle one and my mother and my younger brother used to sleep in the bottom most one mm. so we had like that and nice. this hold all used to be you know a, a spare one in case we didn't get or there were only two tier or something like that we would get that so uh this used to be extended picnics and then th- what i remember also is you know uh, these uh, uh tea guys and snack people walking in and out and we used to get hot tea and all this so it used to be like a, a ongoing picnic people coming in and out but what i remember is the number of stops were limited mm. and they were timed well and the uh, you know the train driver used to honk the horn before he used to move and my father used to say hey the the driver has given the signal now the train will leave Uh-huh. and really the train used to leave <laughs> and um, uh, my father had this habit of getting off the train at every station and seeing what the town is what the station is like you know and uh, all these things so my mother always used to say no do yel hogi dar appa and then uh, she'll uh, by the time the train used to start he used to be in but he would get in from another compartment and because <laughs> of the vestibule he'll come walking through and he'll say i was just standing there and having a look and i saw this and i saw that and on yeah, one of these journeys uh, he showed me what is a steam engine a diesel engine and an electric engine so uh, you know in the train station when the train used to stop that time he used to take me walking till the front of the engine uh-huh. and he used to show me it's a diesel engine or electric engine or what is it maybe so, maybe this is what like drove your passion for engineering and uh, more importantly i think automobiles your uh, love for cars and understanding how engines function is very similar also to how you used to take me in airports when i was younger you used mm. to take me all around the airports every different airport every different type of plane that was taking off we used to look at them and you had some yeah. some tidbits of information to give and mm. uh, i remember being bold enough to ask after after learning about the different parts of a plane finally being bold enough to ask someone to take me to the cockpit 
seeing uh, the cockpit and learning very similar things about an airplane yeah but i never went inside the engine so to say but yeah. it was it used to be so warm and yeah, you yeah. know so but i used to see it from outside and used to come but i do remember one thing i was about 7 or 8 years old this is uh, what i remember and uh, very often when the you know after uh, j- jumping around preparing for the travel uh, trying to help my, you know my parents with the own packing in my own way whatever i could uh, i used to very often hardly remember how the journey was because i would have fallen asleep and because the <laughs> because uh, because the train is such a wonderful uh, it rocks uh, you know, it rocks the rocks you as you go yeah. and then it chugs along and it creates own music yeah, with the, yeah. with the rails and then other thing is the air from the windows when you mm. open the window it sometimes so cool and uh, it's so nice so i used to very often fall asleep and it was like a lullaby with a rocking motion yeah. and uh, i rec- i recollect i recollect whenever i was awake uh, or whatever time i could be awake during the journey uh, i could see that uh, from the window i would try to sit near the window and see what it is and uh, it was a all in all wonderful extended picnic yeah, yeah. and But once you what what when you got to bangalore did you travel um, outside of bangalore as well yeah yeah so i remember when we arrive in bangalore it was very it used to be very early in the morning and we used to take a rickshaw and my mother's uh, parents uh, kumble krishnamurthy and lalitamma ji they used to stay in jainagar third block Mm. okay and be main road and uh, they were staying in the outhouse so very often i would we would land at the house along with the milkman and the newspaper so i would carry the newspaper and i would go inside the house and this is all the bags exactly and, how we land in pune no early yeah. morning when the milk guy is coming for the bag same yeah. thing same thing so so i would land there we would stay for sometimes a day or two or sometimes a week and then we would travel from there onwards to chikmangalur mm. where my father's uh, parents were there my grandfather was based out of chikmangalur so uh, that was my my father uh, my father's house was and uh, we, we used to go from bangalore to chikmangalur by an overnight bus so that would be booked and uh, now the interesting thing is when we reach chikmangalur from chikmangalur bus stand to our house in petebidi our house uh, tata's house uh, my my tata's house my father's father's house was in petebidi so there we used to go by tonga tonga means <laughs> like a tonga means like it's a horse driven carriage with a shelter oh, oh so, but wow. it like shelter shelter shed which got a small box like thing and mm. we have to fit everything bags <laughs> everything inside and uh, and we have to sit inside Mm-hmm. so usually sometimes we cannot fit all of these bags so he'll come two trips or he'll come two tongas tongas and he uh, myself and mummy will be in one and dad with all the bags will be in the other one so um, we'll reach home with these tongas and then uh, all the goodies and all the people will be there and it was fantastic so this is how we used to travel outside of uh, bangalore to chikmangalore then we spent 15 20 days in chikmangalore and again travel back to bangalore by the night bus again reach here then stay for another week in bangalore and then leave from bangalore to pune return journey i don't remember too much but i do remember the last time i left chikmangalore was in a brown color ambassador car 
which was uh, which was um, uh, owned by Anantu uncle, and he was working in HCC those days. Mm. And uh, he they dropped they dropped us to the bus station, and that was my last uh, uh, memory of uh, Chikmangalore. Mm. I think it was. Uh, 77 78 if i'm right or earlier earlier than that i think uh, that was my last memory of chikmangalore but once i went to grade 4 my my the the holiday uh, scheme of my school st vincent's and nda were not in sync at all mm. so the only time we could go for a holiday was between april and june mm. which actually synced with the my father's calendar of june yeah but then we would have to leave early and he would join us later and then come back together something like that but uh, of course uh, that the number of trips reduced gradually yeah. as i went to higher classes and then the last memorable trip i remember was in 1980 in moscow when there was moscow olympics summer we had summer holidays and uh, we had uh, been to bangalore all together as a family and it was also this same uh, uh, guntakal and miraj experience and in that in that uh, sheshadri uncle mm. used to come in one of the uh, stations uh, near guntakal near guntakal uh, and he used to see us and uh, he used to meet us because he couldn't come to chikmangalore yeah, so yeah. he would see us at the train station and uh, bid us farewell just at the train station as it stopped he would see us midnight whatever time he used to touch us feel us it stays for 10 minutes and then the train used to leave and uh, what was your i mean all of these are obviously memories that you hold of domestic travel and domestic yeah. travel itself has given you so much your life that way mirrors a lot of what my my um holidays ended up being it was the same route repeated continuously on holidays and just going on that same journey and enjoying it as much as possible mine was the flight from dubai to bangalore and then the flight from bangalore to dubai and yours was this but your first international travel must have been a completely different experience going to ethiopia what was i mean i can't i can't imagine what that must have been like 1980s 1980s okay so what happened is after 1980 i did not go to bangalore at all Mm. I finished my 10th standard in 1984. Mm. So for four years I did not go to Bangalore, and in 1984, by the time I finished my 10th, my father got an assignment in Ethiopia, and he moved to Ethiopia in June 84. Mm. So after April, when our exams finished, we went. I and my father we went to Bangalore, mm. and I joined college there for my PUC at National College. now those the, already by that time lot of things had changed in the travel yeah because we are talking about travel you know road travel came easily there were uh, fast uh, 18 hour buses and so on and so forth so my first travel uh, was to see my parents after they moved to ethiopia in 1984 they moved to ethiopia in june 84 and then i went uh, on my first air travel in april of 1985 from bangalore to addis mm. and this was uh, via mumbai mm. so uh, those days there were no direct flights between bomb bangalore and any of the international destinations so 
we i uh, my father organized everything uh, it was all pre arranged so we got a message a letter and then say that go to the um xx travel agent and uh, uh, who was the agent for ethiopian airlines so once we went there then we give you a name then they give you a telex and then uh, they issued the ticket and it was a local flight bangalore to mumbai on indian airlines and from uh, mumbai to uh, addis on ethiopian airlines so i took the journey in april of 1985 and it was my first flight the indian airlines flight was my first flight experience uh, from bangalore to mumbai and uh, before that i was i, was, I had always traveled by train rajdhani etc but this was my uh, first flight experience it was unique i don't recollect too much but i do remember one thing uh, my father's very close friend kannan uncle came to receive me in bombay airport local mm. i i uh, you know because i was planning to go the next day to addis uh, addis yeah. so i broke the journey there i went with him to his house i put everything all the bags in his house ate dinner slept and like next day i left to to addis we checked in again because the local and international airports were different different at the time yeah of course different, different. so yeah. then uh, i went there and uh, it was a, a very uh, different experience flying an international flight first of all with passport yellow fever visa all these things and i was just 11th standard student yeah. yeah uh, and um, um i i i went through all that in bombay because i could speak hindi it was not very difficult i managed nicely i went through and to my luck i did not get a window seat on the aircraft and uh, my co passenger was a roman catholic priest from germany who was traveling to ethiopia and uh, he played with me scrabble the whole duration <laughs> of the flight amazing and and since it was my first flight uh, especially international one and uh, he you know he helped me with my lunch and yeah. uh, the coffee and all those things and he took care of me yeah but the flight was very comfortable and i i must say the ethiopian airlines flight those days was one of the very top notch flights to yeah. uh, to africa but it's so, it's amazing isn't it how we we meet some people for just the duration of a flight journey we'll never mm-hmm. encounter them again like we've never encountered this priest again but yeah. that first flight it just stays with you that memory of how how they helped you and so much of that is still true today like even when we go on if we have a really good experience on a flight it mm-hmm. just remains with us as a memory forever but um you're you're really i mean all of this is already very adventurous to decide to travel i mean obviously going to see your parents in addis ababa but it's still very adventurous to think that that was your first international flight when you were in 11th grade um and then of course i mean after engineering and finishing a couple of years of work experience in india you get a job offer from the middle east and the united arab emirates and this is of course a new i mean it's a newly independent country about 22 years old at the time which is around just 3 or 4 years here and there compared to your age because you must have been 25 or 26 and the country is 22 uh in 
UAE is 22 and you would have been somewhere around there 22 years i was also 22 years yeah so you are i mean you were close to that and there's a from that point you've grown with the country like the united arab emirates has grown and it's been such an integral part of our lives but what was like what was traveling for the first time to this unknown part to a new country like were you were you at all scared um what did you know about the country did you know a lot okay i did not do much research about the job appointment actually the whole thing about you know searching for a new opportunity to work outside of india was born out of a conversation which happened inside our office you know with very <laughs> close friends yeah those f- close friends are still here in dubai with me <laughs> and i'm still in touch with them yeah so actually the conversation was born in this uh, in this discussion which happened in the office and then we i applied and once we applied Uh, the response came and i did not do much research on the job appointment from the uae uh, about the details there was no google or there was no net those days so all i could do is i trusted my judgment yeah. and how did that, how did that judgment come about it came about uh, first of all the interaction the communication after i applied i got a reply it was quite professional it was typewritten it was on a letterhead sealed and all that so it was quite professionally signed and it says you know come for a appointment on this date here here yeah. that also in that also in bombay near my near where i used to stay in bombay so that was the first thing second is the interaction at the appointment whom i met yeah. where did i meet i asked him how is the company then he showed me some profile and all those things and i said okay if that is it that is it and um, i just trusted tr- trusted my gut feel uh, i speak to my uh, my colleagues and they said don't be scared go and i took the plunge i just uh, left the job uh, means i given my resignation and uh, uh-huh. after uh, after that i got a confirmation from them from uh, from the company i was uh, hired by and uh, they sent uh, along with their ticket Uh, they sent this message i went to the emirates office in nariman point uh, they issued me a ticket on the 16th of april 1993 uh, uh, that was the date i took the ticket and i was relieved from the duty on the same day by my previous company and uh, i went home to see my parents for a day or two and on 19th april i flew to dubai <laughs> on the evening on the evening flight ek503 so i flew and i landed here close to 8:39 something around that and uh, the company representative was there to pick me up i was uh, straight away taken to a hotel where i was put up for three nights and uh, the next day morning after arrival i went to the office and they told me how was your travel everything and they told me you have to go and look for your own accommodation you have three nights and then after that if you want to stay back in the hotel then you pay at your own expense so this was new to me because yeah. this doesn't happen usually in india yeah so then uh, uh, i went to the office i made friends and some 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 one of my colleagues offered that i could move with him and he understood that you know 
you would be in a hotel and then you will have to move suddenly so i said don't worry you can stay with me uh, his name was govind and he happened to be from gujarat baroda and i i moved into with him uh, into his apart into his uh, room with him i stayed with him for over a week and uh, we scanned the newspapers spoke to our, to spoke to his contacts because yeah. i knew nobody and then we started looking for accommodation and i found this what they call bachelor accommodation which was basically sharing bed spaces with without kitchen facilities but defined washroom spaces shared by three people per room yeah, it's a hostel so, basically basically a hostel so but it was inside an apartment yeah. so uh, it's like uh, you have the access keys etc yeah. so i i slowly get a got accustomed to this routine and the key thing which you would have observed in the letters i would have written to my parents etc whenever you would have seen them yeah. or my my mother would have explained or my parents would have explained to you there were three things which i learned from here or from this experience that was adaptability observation and learning hmm. all the time in the first one and a half year as i was there i had these three things i think were the biggest learning points just like a sponge you are absorbing everything you see yeah and then and you try to uh, get used to this life and uh, or the space of life and then you adapt yourself and keep moving i think it's 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 also testament to a lot of fearlessness like i know in that in that era a lot of people were moving were migrating out of uh, india to the northern americas and to europe there was a huge amount of migration taking place because just for better opportunities people were going for higher education uh, american companies started realizing that they could hire indian labor for cheaper so there was there had been this sort of process taking place in indian cities of people moving outside to the americas and to europe but it wasn't i mean from everything i read the immigration that was taking the migration that was taking place to gulf countries and to african countries was still comparatively lower there was an established indian community in africa definitely not going to deny it and there was one in the middle east as well but it was really tiny and it's not like you knew someone in that community already before going was just brand new taking a plunge i can only i mean i've i've had the good fortune of and i mean it's a really testament to your family that we've still kept all the letters from them all the letters you used to write to them all the letters they 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 wrote from time to time to you and what i i remember spending time in the pandemic reading them and the thing that i observed is this it's this unspoken pride and joy of someone just taking a plunge and discovering a new part of the world because it was not something i mean addis as well must have been so crazy at that time for your father to experience i mean it's brand new and then for you to have this opportunity to go to the middle east for me being next i i mean i'm curious to see what new thing comes up in my life that i can do and then bring you and have you give you an opportunity to see that life the way you gave tata and ajji the chance to see dubai and uh live it there but i think this is a fantastic place to end off the first part of this episode um to the listener thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate it we're at the cusp of appa's journey when he's landed in the united arab emirates and now we're going to talk about what our lives have been since that point 
uh, in the second part of the episode which will be out next Tuesday you'll have the opportunity to listen to his work trips stories from there stories of our personal trips and why we actually love traveling at school thank you for listening and please do tune in next Tuesday for our second part of Tuesdays with Mummy we'll see you then goodbye